Welcome to the England Rugby Pod. Thanks for downloading episode 83. With the Premiership final decided and changes at the top, England face the Barbars at Twickenham on Sunday. You're listening to the England Rugby Pod, the rugby podcast that believes England will win the World Cup in 2019. Hey guys, uh, welcome back. Uh, I'm joined as always by Dan. Hi, mate. Hello, buddy. How's it going? Uh, yeah, not too bad. Just uh, yeah, need to need to bang this one out because I've got a. I'm, I'm off on holiday. It's my turn. Uh, for off on the holly bobs. Holly bobs. Yeah, exactly. So well, well deserved, well earned, in my opinion. Probably not in anyone else's uh, break. <laughs> um, so only only not going too far afield. Just uh, just to France. Down to the wine regions. Try a few. Uh, try a few nice reds down in Bordeaux. Um, but uh, but obviously we before all of that we've got some um, we've got quite a bit actually to to talk about I think you know we've obviously just had the the semi finals we know who we're expecting to see in the finals there's been an announcement regarding the England squad to face the Barbars on Saturday um, and obviously there's been a Sunday. bit of uh, Sunday even yeah you're right um, and obviously there's been some changes that we're going to talk about um, in the in the coaching department where England are concerned and some injury issues that we need to discuss so yeah lots to lots to talk about today so um i reckon let's start with the with the semi-finals that seems like the the right place to start and then we can move on to the england stuff afterwards um so i think so this, yeah sorry mate i was gonna say the semis would be a you really i mean saracens and extra just proved how much they're a class above everyone else i think yeah i mean um extra the score i mean score lines are, would suggest that exeter had a pretty easy run um Thirty-six five against Newcastle. It um, didn't seem to, to to present them with too many too many problems. I didn't see it, but the Saris game. You watched you watched it, right? Yeah, yeah. I Fifty-seven thirty-three. That strikes me as a pretty interesting game. Or was that like a sort of late comeback? No, it, it was it was interesting. But the reality is, was were never really in it. Right. There was maybe a point where you thought, "Oh, hello," because they've got within ten points. Right. Okay. But, sorry. <laughs> so, Put the, so put the Saracens absolutely dominated. Up front, they were incredible. Now, this, I don't know whether to be massively excited about this or annoyed. I mean, the England Saracens players were awesome. Uh, Mako was absolutely brilliant. Atoje is one of the best matches I've seen him have. Uh, he was back to his old woo-woo self when uh, things were going well. He, They just looked so energised, so up for it, so you know, loving their rugby, which yeah. you haven't seen them in an England top do that for a while. But I mean, I guess this is where we're, we're hoping that um, that recent, from an England perspective, recent results have, have you know present them with that opportunity to get the kick up the backside and, and kind of turn things around. And obviously, that's what this tour is going to be all about: is seeing whether or not that is the case. You know, it's kind of mixed mixed opinions, isn't it? You know, some people saying, you know, England, particularly outside of outside of England, you know, people saying that. Um, England have never been as good as they've their results suggest, but I, I don't believe you can get that kind of string of results if you're not good enough. Um, you know, quite aside from the fact that we obviously rate England anyway, um, I think this is just yeah. The, I think they they were tired, and you know they they particularly with the guys, the Saris guys, um, the Exeter guys. You know, their 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 club rugby is so kind of it's it's, it's the best in the world. Um. And so it's sort of, 
I, I guess in some, you know, for, for someone like a Ben Teo, for example, you know, he's playing at Worcester, he's not, Worcester's not doing particularly well. You know, his highlights are always going to be what he does in an England shirt. And as much as you'd like that to be the case for all players, if you're an Exeter, if you're a Saris, and if there's, you know, trophies and things to be won, and there's silverware on, you know, available to you, you know, realistically throughout the season, then that's also going to be up there, isn't it? So maybe some of them just lost a little bit of the that drive in an England shirt. Um, I, I don't know. But yeah, I, what we want to see is obviously some, some turnaround uh, in the next sort of three or four weeks while they head over to SA. Yeah, I think so, because they were looking good. I mean, the Saracen forwards just looked so dominant. I mean, I haven't seen a forward display like that for ages. Billy? Um, Billy, a great 40 minutes. Um, he had a good half. He's 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 Billy. He's looking like Billy. Um, when he comes back from injury, you kind of expect he'll take him a couple of games to get into it. Yeah, Not at all. <laughs> there he is. Bang, I mean, he sweet. wasn't... It, he was like that actually last time, wasn't he? I remember him coming back his first yeah. game back last time and he was just smashing people all over the place. And unfortunately, he only managed a couple of games before he got injured again. So I guess it's just we need to just keep everything crossed that this time he can uh, he can plough through both players and uh, any any kind of, uh, I, you know, I guess any weakness that he has in those kind of early stages post-recovery and just hope that he's um, back to full fitness and can do what Billy does. But I got to say, Matthew did look like the better brother on uh, on Saturday. He had an absolute stormer. He was an absolute beast. I mean, that's brilliant for England, isn't it? Because you know, yeah. we, we, I, I guess in in recent months, there's been question marks over whether Mako is the starter or the finisher, and um, I've always kind of felt like he's the he's the main man. Um, but uh, it sounds like he's cementing that that place as as both uh, you know the first choice and and probably becoming more and more of a leader all the time as well. The experience that he has playing, um, you know, with Saris and obviously he's, I don't know how many caps he's got for England now, but he's, you know, they're not, he's climbing. He's been there, been around a while now. He's got obviously Lions caps on two Lions tours. So um, he's got to be, you know, one of the most senior guys in the squad. One, yeah, of, the I, more, one of the more senior guys rather. Yeah, definitely, I would have thought so. It's hard to figure Mako out. I mean, anyway, however he is, he comes across as a really good guy. But it's hard to figure out whether he's the shy, retiring type, whether he's a bit more vocal. I just can't really tell. You know, normally, like, you can tell the character of someone. Like, yeah. a, I think the uh, Haskell. Uh, yeah, yeah. I think the problem that you, that, that, with the with the Vernapolas is that Billy is so vocal and, and, and so much the sort of, you know, centre of attention but in a kind of, uh, in quite a kind of appealing way, like, uh, you know, he doesn't come across like a oh, knob. Completely. He just comes across like a, like the sort of guy you want to go down a pub and have a pint with. Um, yeah. And Mako seems like the much more sensible older brother. And so I guess, you know, it kind of seems perhaps like he's a bit shy and retiring. But, you know, I guess it's not about that. It's about, you know, and he can be that, you know, it's about what they do on the pitch. Um, so, yeah, I just, he's clearly, he's clearly getting things right, isn't he? Oh mate, he he was unbelievable, and yeah, in fairness, you're right. Billy's Billy's just very honest and open, and and while he's chatting, Mako is clearly stealing his KFC and just walking that down. So, I I think that's probably how it works. But no, Mac Mako was unbelievable. Owen Farrell had an incredible game, 27 points. Nice, always. Good. Um, played well. Lazowski looked absolutely brilliant. 
um, he did. He, he certainly did himself some massive favors from an England perspective. Because oh, well, um, he's he's involved, I think, on uh, on Sunday. Uh, no, of course he won't be. Oh, what are you talking about? Uh, but he's he is he is he part of the tour? Yeah, he's going to South Africa. He's going okay. Uh, and he could he he potentially has put himself in the starting place. I mean, he looked really good at um, thirteen. At thirteen, yeah. I just, I, and, uh, and I know, I know, it doesn't sit that right with me, mate. But it worked. Interesting. <laughs> but I mean, it's, it's 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 so it's hard to say because Saracens were so dominant up front. They had so much front football that. Yeah, this is well. This you we've, know when we've, you've got that. Yeah, well, we've said this about England, haven't we? You know, we've talked at length about the fact that if they've got front football, you know what the backs can do is incredible. Um, and as you rightly point out, every time I bring it up, you know, yeah, but what happens when you don't have front football? And I guess yeah. I guess that's the problem. You, know, you go down to South Africa, physical side. If they can put any pressure on it, and we've seen it, we've seen it when England don't when things don't go to plan. If you've banked everything on the ability to have quick front football and it doesn't come, and you know you, you've, you're stuffed. And and I think it's times like that where you really need someone who can punch holes. And it, yeah, it doesn't feel like if we if we went with a with a lineup like that, I'd, I don't think we'd have that. Um, but yeah, but you know it, this is where Billy comes in because he can single handedly, you know, turn things around. He, he punches holes well, like I don't think anyone else does. Yeah, and it'll be interesting to watch uh, the Saracens Exeter game. I think will be absolutely brilliant. I, I I don't think the game itself will necessarily be a classic, but I just think watching it, seeing those battles, yeah, will For, be really like a true rugby. Yeah, rugby, rugby fans. Yeah. Uh, and that I, I just think it's going to be because Exeter just basically suffocated Newcastle. Um, Newcastle actually looked like a sort of bottom of the table team, to be honest, because Exeter just gave them no ball. They just didn't let them have the ball. Exeter are just brilliant at doing that. I mean, this is what Saracen England need to do. But that, you know, that, that's what England need to do to oppositions, isn't it? I yeah, I think so. And, and again, who is the person? I was going to say, yeah, it brings that. I mean, well, it's an interesting time to bring that up. Actually, I know we do it pretty much every week, but we're going to do it again. Um, and the main reason being that Jack Willis obviously um, did his knee ACL. Um, so he's out. I mean, they're saying it could be as much as twelve months. Um, it's really quite quite a nasty injury. Um, to two things: one, does that mean Don Armand gets called up? I mean, I think we, we we would both call him up. Do, do we think that's going to happen? I, it- I don't know. It, 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 it's, to me, it's ridiculous. He's not there. I I just don't know. Firstly, on Jack Willis, I mean that that's sad. But actually, he's so young that well, he'll bounce back. Yes. Yeah, exactly. I think he'll bounce back, and he's had such a good season. He's a quality player. Yeah. So he will bounce back. Well, just you know, the Don Armand debate. It's probably not worth having. Everyone who listens, uh, everyone who doesn't listen, even you know, knows that we all, as fans, are kind of scratching our heads as to why he's not involved. Um, we just have to wait and see what happens there. Um, but we hope, we hope he gets the call up, right? Yeah, for sure, mate. I, I can't. Like, it's. I know we're saying, you know, in Eddie we trust, and yeah, of course, but it is insane. He's not there. There is something we don't know about. There, there has to be. Is. There has to be. I mean, maybe this is where, where yeah, the, the the coaching staff, when we have a more structured coaching setup, there'll be people saying, "Hang on a second, I'm in charge of 
attack or defense or whatever it is. I need this guy. Um, and may- maybe we'll see see that have an impact. But um, just before we move on to that kind of, th- those, are, those are other areas, um, they were playing on an artificial pitch. Is there, oh, a, yeah. is there an argument to say that this is part of the problem? I mean, I know these pitches are designed to kind of mimic the real thing, but obviously you don't tear through them. So in his case, you know, his studs got stuck in the ground. And of course, the, it's artificial. The ground's not going anywhere. So his knee, it was only, you know, his knee was the was the bit that had to give. Mate, I, d- I don't know. And a lot's been made of this. I've never played on one, so I don't know. The case all season. Yeah. Um, and, and not much. I, I, I honestly don't know is the answer. I, I think I, look, the injuries, rugby is a physical game. Injuries can come from anywhere, right? I, I don't think the pitch is to blame for his injury. I think it was just an unfortunate... And you don't have to be a professional rugby player to do an ACL. We know enough people who have done it. So um, it's, a, it's just... It's, it's kind of just... It's that, that particularly bad injury, isn't it, that... Um, that when it happens, it's a it, it's a long term long term break from from any exercise. I mean, it's another one that we'll definitely have to get the pod doc on to talk about because um, you know knees are his his speciality. So um, he'll be able to tell us all about that. Um, so we'll 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 get onto that get into that with him at some point. But um, yeah, it's it's a shame for Jack Willis. We talked about how it was going to be interesting to see him um, get his England shot. Uh, it's not going to happen this summer. Um, but yeah, it leaves the door open for somebody, um, and I guess we wait to see who that somebody is. Um, I mean, look, there's just part of me that thinks it won't be Don Armand. Um, I, I, I don't think it will either. I mean, apart from anything else, um, well, Don Armand's involved on on Sunday, on Saturday, or for the finals. But um, looking at the, if we if we then move now move on to the Barbar squad, um, you know, you look at some of the names that are in there. And you're thinking there are guys there are guys involved in that who aren't going to South Africa who could. Um, so it's yeah, which way is he going to go? Because the other thing I find very interesting is that Eddie Jones has said that um, uh, who's who who's our who's the back row? Sam Simmons. Eddie Jones has said Sam Simmons is a number eight, and I don't agree. It's, it's so weird because Eddie changes all the time because earlier in the season he was saying he wasn't a number eight. He was saying he was too small. I really hope he's not so, looking at him as a number eight. I really want to see I really want to see him, you know, at six. Um, because I just think, you know, if a, a back row of, of him, Billy... Um, Brad Shields. Brad Shields. Well, yeah, exactly. I mean, we don't know if that's going to happen because we know that he loves a bit of Chris Robshaw. But how nice, how how incredible a back row would that be? Yeah, I may, I I agree, and I think Sam Simmons has been absolutely epic um, this season. So just just quickly to backtrack a bit, this Barbars match, I can't tell every year whether this is brilliant or absolutely fucking stupid because. The reality is you miss all the players from a premiership final. So whoever that's going to be, inevitably there's going to be a fairly large England contingent. Yeah. However, on the other side, it gives other people a chance. I, I'm really, I really hope Woodward gets a game. I really hope Trinder gets a game. Um, but are you also potentially looking at 
you, you know, injuries, like we were saying, injuries can happen. I mean, mate, you know what an absolute machine I am, but, uh, I put my neck out the other day when I sneezed. So, uh, <laughs> you, you know, the, the, you these guys may, a weapon. These guys you are, get a bit hurty. Oh mate. And that, yeah, absolute weapon. I think um, a lot of people say talk, but, <laughs> but you think that's a compliment. Anyway, um, you know, I, I hear what you're saying. Um, I think I think the the risk of injury element for me is less of a concern. I think that's just that that happens. I think I think I don't think you want to say we don't want to play a game in case someone gets injured because you know, you, you you players need need to practice. But I mean, a great example here. So you've got I'm looking at the the England squad to face the Barbars, and he might well be on the bench, or he may not even be part of the 23. But you've got Joe Launchbury. Now, obviously, Joe Launchbury played. You know, he, he's going to be a vital part of the England team uh, in South Africa um, with Laws and um, uh, who else is injured? Who's our other second? Uh, Cruz. Uh, George Cruz. Is he injured or not Not picked? I'm not sure. But yeah, Laws and I'm Cruz sure. not involved. Joe Launchbury with Mauro Toje. They're going to be two the two key locks down in South Africa. Why would you play him in this game? You know, he played last weekend. Give him the week off. Surely that, like, to me, that makes no sense. That selection. He's, um, yeah, I, I'm inclined to agree. I mean, they may not play him. He is just yeah. in the squad. Elliot Daly is not, another one. Be. You know, played last week for for Wasps. Why, why, why play him? But um, I like the I like the the fixture um, for the players that that don't quite make it. I mean, a great example here, you you talked about this a lot. You, you really wanted to see Marcus Smith in an England shirt at senior level. You know, the fact that he's doing it for Quinns um, successfully, why why assume he's not ready um, to step up? Um, this is an opportunity uh, to, to see him in an England shirt. It's not full cap, I don't think. Barbars aren't, are they? It's not. Yeah, no. it's an uncapped game. But, that, but, but that's not the point. Game. You know, the fact is he would be playing with, and looking at the squad, you know, he'd be playing with some some very senior guys. Um, so it's a great opportunity to see how he performs in that environment. Um, he is, as far as I'm aware, he is currently selected for the under 21s um, for their tour to wherever they're going. Um, so, so I thought he wasn't selected. He, well, when I last checked, he was on the he was he was in there along with uh, Ben Curry. <laughs> She's gonna, I'm sure, make Tom Curry feel particularly particularly good. <laughs> Yeah, this whole thing, this whole thing is messing with it because I know Eddie said that Marcus Smith needs the summer off, so he's not going on the under twenties or the or the England tour. Well, don't know what to tell you, mate. Yeah, it is what it is. It's it's weird, but it's one I've read. So, so I mean, it brings us on to another interesting point, and that's that Danny Cipriani has been selected in this Barbar squad, uh, you know, for England as a fullback. And we were convinced that he would be going on tour, and I still am as a as a replacement slash starting ten. Is it possible that he's going in at fullback because uh, Eddie wants to see him, and because Marcus Smith is involved alongside George Ford in this game? He's thinking, okay, well, you know, I'm thinking Cipriani for ten, but I'm okay. You know, I'm happy to see him at fifteen. You know, against the Barbars, maybe maybe get, let, let me know if he's someone who can who can play both. You know, can be a bit flexible out in South Africa. So this this is probably not sort of uh, going to be in line with your way of thinking. So to start with, as a fullback, I was just like, what's the point? It seems pointless. But the more I think about it, 
he's such a good 10 and he's had such a good season at Wasp because of the way Wasp play, because how attacking they are, the players they have. The reality is England don't actually play like that. So he will he be able to play the same sort of role at 10? England are a lot more reserved, a lot more sort of structured, not, not quite as play it as you see it. So maybe actually at fullback, maybe that may give him a bit more freedom. I mean, it'll be interesting to see. I, I, I really hope we see him against the Barbars. I don't, I don't see the need to select Mike Brown against the Barbars. We've all seen what he's capable of. So I think if you're going to do it, then stick him, you know, start him. And you know, I know this is going against what I just said about resting players that uh, that played last weekend. But um, and obviously he was involved in that too. But uh, why not stick him out there and see what happens? Uh, you know, Eddie Jones has been pretty vocal about you know over the years about how he didn't think Danny Cipriani was was the right guy for him. He's forced his way in on form, fair play. Um, so I think yeah, give him give him a shot. And if you are thinking fullback, then don't fuck about with. But he's my backup to Mike Brown because let's be honest, fullback or fly half, you're picking him over Mike Brown. Well, if if I'm picking the fullback for this match, I'm putting Jason Woodward there. Yeah, I thought he's had a great season. I'd I'd like to see Cipriani at ten, certainly in South Africa. I would. Well, this is my point. We're not going to see. We're clearly not going to see him at ten against the Barbars because nah, you've got George, yeah. George Ford who's got a lot to prove. You've got Marcus Smith who's involved, even though apparently he's not. It's going to be selected. Um, you're not taking three number tens. You're not including three number tens against the Barbars. Um, no, no. So unless he just leaves Danny Cipriani out and does rest him, which again wouldn't be the end of the world, um, given that he given that he was playing last weekend in the semis. Um, it'll be I don't know. It's, it's a hard one to call. Um, Henry Trinder, obviously, you mentioned before. It would be good to see him. Uh, I'd, I'd love to see him play, that. yeah. Yeah, because he is not currently selected to go to South Africa, is he? He's just part of this training squad. Yeah, he's he's not in the England squad. And and I don't think he's... I mean, obviously, he's fairly close because he's in this Barbar squad. But I don't... I think it would take a, a fair few injuries okay, for him to actually get in the England squad. Here's a question for you, then. Um, injuries aside, and assuming, assuming there are none, which is probably... Uh, slightly uh, wishful thinking. Um, are sp- are spots available? Are they open? You know, are, are these players playing for a place on this tour? The ones who no. aren't already going. No, I don't think so. They're, no? they're, I mean, they've they've made their touring squad, haven't they? And they're, they're not going to add to that. Fine. Um, so, so, so a Trinder, someone like a Henry Trinder comes in, and has the game of his life, and it's just unbelievable. You're not. You're not. I- Creating a, a, a gap for him, a space for him. No, I, I, don't, I don't think so. I don't think they will. And also, you've got to remember, a Barbar's match is different to any other match. So, it, it is, if they have a game of does that, life, it's hard to tell. Does that go against everything that Eddie Jones has kind of said, though, about you know, to 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 English players about you know their ability to play for England? You know, anyone can get into this side. It's about you know putting in the performance. There's no kind of old boys club. It's you know form will dictate which we know isn't true because Don Armand isn't there yeah yeah <laughs> um, exactly but yeah does, does does that make it a bit of a does it make it a bit of a joke fixture 
Well, that's what I meant. That's what I was saying when I said I'm not sure because it's not a cap list. Yeah. So if this is the only time Henry Trinder puts on an England shirt, he officially won't be capped. Yeah. But that's why. Um, but that's why it feels to me like it should be. It should Eddie Jones should be saying to these guys, "Look, yes, I've named my touring squad, but you know, th- there's a, there are opportunities. There's always opportunities, and and this is the final one before we go. So, you know, if you if you've got something you want to prove, this is your last chance to do it. I don't know. It feels to me like it would be wrong to sort of to sort of almost say, yeah, touring squad's decided. Go and go and enjoy yourselves. Like, what's the what what what's the incentive for these guys? Like. That sounds silly. I know that the incentive should always be, you know, play your best because you, you know, you want to get into the England team further down the road. But it's like even if you go out and have a stormer, if you're not involved, then they've got three test matches down in South Africa before you potentially get another chance to even train with them. So I feel like it, so, I feel like the door needs to be slightly ajar here. So, so I think the reality is I I don't believe the door is ajar. I think they've named their squad unless there's injuries that squad's staying the same it's not been added to it's not been lessened I think the motivation for these guys is Eddie Jones will they'll actually get to show Eddie Jones during the week what they're capable of yeah they'll get to show whether they can adapt whether but I don't think that changes the thing for South Africa to be honest well we, sh- we shall see we shall see yes well, let, speaking let, let, of South Africa yeah oh, go on. no go no, on. no, no. Okay. You, you, you. is it is Paul Gustard going on the tour? What's I'm the, guessing not. I don't know actually. Uh, no, probably not. Well, I don't think there wouldn't be much point with that. Well, other than to have a defence coach just to get through the tour, does the defence coach offer much on match day? Like I know they'll obviously be training while um, they're out there, but do you know what I mean? Like. Um, I don't know. Yeah, yeah it's, I, a I, I, it's a good question. It, it, it's a tough one. I don't. I don't think he will be because he's taken a job. I suspect he'll be everything Quinns now. But so, firstly, from a perspective, you know, well done. Like I, I kind of get why he did it. Yes, England could well go on to win the World Cup, and he may miss out on that. But he's kind of earned his right to be a director of rugby or whatever you want to call it, and. He, he had to take it, really, didn't he? Yeah, he did. do you know what? While you're, saying, you're, while you're speaking, I'm, I'm thinking, and I'm thinking, I think he will go on tour. I don't think you, you make a change like this and then leave him in the lurch in, the, in a situation like this. I think, I think if, assuming that it's all amicable... Um, Which it, it is, by all accounts. And, and unless, they've, unless the, the, the replacement has already been agreed, and, and obviously we're aware that Sean Edwards... Is one of the names that's been put in the hat, and I think what's interesting, you know, lots of people saying, "Oh, he'll never leave Wales" or whatever. But um, he interviewed for the Quinn's job as well, so he's clearly yep. he's clearly open to leaving Wales. Now, obviously, there's a dif- big difference between not getting a, a you know a, a, a top job, a senior job, and taking a, a sort of a, a more junior one. Um, but surely it's, you know, even doing the same job for England is a step up from doing it for Wales. I know that sounds like I'm being disrespectful to Wales, but it is, isn't it? With the, with the it, money it with and, the, and the player. Yeah, you know, no. I think. So I, I, have, I have a question to you. Mm. Who was England's defence coach when we beat New Zealand last time? When we last beat New Zealand? Which was like 2012 or something. Do you remember? Farrell? Yep. 
Who was Andy Ireland's defence coach when they beat New Zealand? Andy Farrell. Who was the Lions' defence coach when they beat New Zealand? <laughs> Andy Farrell. Should we get what, him back? Are, are we going to? Can we look at him? We, I mean, I we... know sort of Eddie Half got rid of him, but the guy obviously might know a thing or two about defence. I mean, he seems to know a little bit, doesn't he? Would, would he do it? Yeah. Would he come back? Do you think? I have no idea. I, I maybe not. May, and maybe they do need that change. Maybe I. So Sean Edwards is a, clearly an amazing defence guy. Um, there is a part of me where it doesn't sit right though, just because I'm like, oh, you're with Wales, screw you. But <laughs> that's just ridiculous. That's just you know, the, he's doing, it, he's doing you, the job. Yeah. Oh, it's a diff- I mean, yeah, I suppose that would be like saying you know anti Eddie Jones, but because of that time, you remember when he was with you know Australia or South Africa or. I think, I think, yeah, you, yeah, exactly. You, I think you would just you'd accept it, and and he and he is English after all. Yeah. Um, um, well, if if he's human, I suspect he's English, but it would be Sean Edwards. I think would be great value. So to me, I I would like to see Edwards and Farrell in shoot for that job. Yeah, it'd be interesting to see what sort of a reaction Farrell, or what sort of you know what his reaction would be to being. I don't know if Eddie, I don't know if he'd be asked. I don't know if he would be asked. Um, well, don't forget Eddie got rid of him. That's what I mean. So I'm not sure he would go back yeah. and ask him to come back. Uh, obviously, we don't know the, the details. You know, it may be that Eddie just said, "Look, I need I need to change things up. It's a new it's a new setup. It's it's nothing personal." Because he didn't initially get rid of them, did he? When he first came um, on board, he kept them around briefly, and then he got rid of them. I, th- I think it was very much uh, sort of. Um, a gesture as in to say, I will give you the chance, but there's no way you're staying. I'm building my own team. Yeah, so I guess it's just how that conversation went and whether it was amicable and everyone kind of agreed, no fair play, you know, you're, st- you're coming in fresh and you want you want a fresh start, or whether it was... Because if he said, you've got a chance and then didn't select them, then he basically just said, yeah, you're not good enough for what I want. I can't imagine anything changing. And also, what's, what's his contract look like at Ireland? I, I have no idea. I mean... Money-wise, England can almost definitely pay more, but I suspect he's on a fairly lucrative contract. Well, I meant and more, does he want to leave? I, I was going to say I meant more like you know trying to pull him away from Ireland, you know, year out from the World Cup with a team that is starting to look really quite useful. Yeah, I, I just I think he would be hard pressed to to to, to leave them. At this sort of stage, a, and I know that Gustav's just done it, but but it's not like he did it to go and do the same job somewhere else. Like if he'd done that, you, you'd you know if he'd gone to Ireland to do it or something, you'd be like, what the fuck? <laughs> yeah, yeah, that would piss you off. So um, I, I I'm not sure he would do it. And and also, how, is, how is much, it is it good for Owen? Uh, they seem to work all right, don't they? I mean, you know, they 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 did, but Owen Farrell's only got better now. Obviously, you know, you'd argue that that would have happened anyway. Um, but is he under additional pressure? You know, there were all that. There was all those issues in the World Cup when it was, you know, Farrell or Ford, and you know, everyone started to think that that Andy Farrell was putting too much pressure on um, Stuart Lancaster. And I know that that's that's in the past, and it's you know, these days we wouldn't have that same issue because we know that that uh, Owen Farrell is obviously such a key part of the England side. But I just I don't know. I just don't know whether it would potentially just be more make make life more difficult for Owen Farrell and we want to make it as easy as possible for him. Yeah, we do. I I think it's a moot point. Like you say, I can't see Eddie going back there. But 
do we should we now be worried that just over a year out from a World Cup, we have no defence or attack coach? Yeah, I think we should. Um, yeah, I agree. I mean, attack coach, he's brought someone in for the tour, hasn't he? He's got uh, the guy that that he was the Aussie guy, yeah, yeah, the one who he was with Australia and uh, Japan with, I think. Um, okay, so he he, I don't know anything about him <laughs> other than that. No, but, I don't. But yeah, he he's I think is in for the tour as I guess some sort of a trial. I, I mean, I'm I guess if it goes well, what I hope is that we don't keep bringing people in for little short stints. But that, that's the thing. Eddie's done that quite a bit, hasn't he, with someone like Georgie Gregan, with Johnny yeah. Wilkinson. Uh, so, yeah, I'm with you. I hope this potentially could, you know, assuming all goes well, I hope this could lead to a uh, sort of longer-term thing. But I have no idea what the uh, sort of contracts from the world... I, I have no idea what the agreement is. I have no idea whether it's just, this is it, then you were done. Or whether it's like, hey, look, let's see how this goes, and then we can sort of take it from there. Yeah, it'll be yeah, it'll be an interesting one to see because we, we definitely need a little bit more. Um, we we need to get this sorted asap, don't we? That we can't have this hanging over the England side beyond this tour. Like it needs to be, it needs to be put to bed. And it, if it means making changes, that I don't think that I don't think it's I don't think it's the I don't think the problem is making the change. You know, if if Gustard goes and Sean Edwards comes in. I think it's okay. I don't think that d- derails England in any way. If anything, it might be a positive because they're not going to suddenly forget everything that Gustav told them. Someone else coming in adds a little bit more to that. You know, maybe there's a positive in that. Um, but they need to get something sorted as soon as possible. We can't be, you know, still having this conversation in the autumn. You know, before we play New Zealand. Uh, you know, and then before we know it, it's the Six Nations, and we're thinking, shit, it's less than twelve months till the World Cup, and we're still not quite sure because we've had this guy for three months, and then someone else came in for a couple of months to do a little stint, and you know, that that becomes a problem then. So I think, you know, the RFU have got the cash; they need to just some decisions need to be made, and they need to um, just make sure they get through the World Cup. I think they will. I think I think it'll it'll all kind of be announced fairly soon, um, particularly if the Gustard leaving thing has been amicable as you say you know that they, they he, he will I and this is why I think maybe he will go on tour because I think he's going to have gone and said look you know I know that this is 18 months out from a world cup but it's such a huge opportunity I can't say no but I'm not going to literally dump you and you know, leave you in the lurch so you know I'll I'll stay until post South Africa and actually that would work because you know yes he's going to have to be thinking about Quins, but there isn't going to be any work to do with Quins really until after the summer, is there? Or you know, till after the tour. Well, actually, that's a good point because when will pre-season start? Probably just after the tour. Yeah, I don't think he'll go. I don't think he'll go, mate. I, I think he'll now have to get his Quins head on. Do you not, do you not think that that would have been part of the deal? Like, you know, I can't suddenly leave at such a crucial time. Um, like I need, there needs to be a, you know, if, if he'd announced it at the end of the Six Nations, you'd say fair enough, you know, there's there's time. But because it's because the announcements come so recently, do you not think that it's, you know, that surely you got a notice notice period at least of a couple of months? Oh, so yeah. So I don't think it's about him like refusal or no, 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 a lack of agreement. But do you not think he would have said to Quinns, "Look, my notice period is whatever it is, two three months, and therefore, you know, I will." Go on this tour. So, 
so the thing I'm thinking is not really about them. I'm wondering whether Eddie wants would want him, and, and not in a bad way, just in a, hey, look, he's gone, good for him. We need to move on from it. Yeah, maybe. But I, um, I guess it just because, depends whether you've got someone else. Yeah, and that's something actually that we need to think about because it's all very well bringing in a new defence coach. But if he def- if a new coach defends completely different to how England are now, realistically, they don't have time no. to put in a completely new system. So all the more reason to stick with the same guy for the tour. <laughs> Focus on new stuff when they get back with, with how many months it is until the autumn. Yeah, possibly. Um, mate, it's a tough one, isn't it? Yeah. Well, I mean, I guess we'll watch this space because surely an announcement has to be made. An announcement will need to be made fairly soon um, as to what's going on. You know, presumably they leave. The tour leaves after the Barbars game sometime that week, that following week, do they? I would think. You get out there. There's a week. There's then. There's then one weekend, isn't there? And then. The, and then the test starts. So they'll have two weeks following the Barbars game, just under two weeks following the Barbars game until the uh, the first test. Get out there a week before. Yeah, so I, I think before. I think they'll literally fly on Monday. Do you think? Get out the good. good sort I, of I think so. 12, Twelve days or something to to just. I guess also you've got the altitude out there. Oh, uh, so Gaston is going to South Africa. He is. Yeah. There you go. There you go. There we are. We we just discussed like twenty minutes. Twenty minutes and and, like and, and and one quick look, and there it is. Um, on that note, Daniel. Um, I think we should uh, call time on this episode. Um, obviously, big games this weekend, Premiership Final and uh, the Barbars game on Sunday. So, guys, make sure you watch that. Um, I will do my very best to watch it. I am in a country that claims to be fans of rugby. Whether or not that includes England against the Barbars, we shall find out. Um, I'm not sure they've got TVs over there yet. Uh, it's France, mate. It's France. Oh, okay. They definitely don't. We're okay. um, um, but uh, but yeah, we, we'll obviously you know we would love to have covered that as a live episode. Not going to happen. Um, but we will cover what happened in that game and the, and the final uh, on Tuesday or Wednesday next week. Not next week. No, the week after. Um, so we're going to have a week off, uh, and then yeah, and then obviously ten days or so after that is when all of the um, the tour matches will start, and, and those we will bring to you. Um, as live-ish coverage updates like we've done in the past. Um, so, yeah, plenty to come. Um, there's some good rugby coming up in the next few weeks. I'm looking forward to it. And, there's a, and England have an awful lot to prove. Uh, I believe they can do it. Um, but, uh, you know, it, it's it's kind of necessary now. <laughs> they need, to, they yeah, need to sort of put down a bit of a mantle and just say, look, you know, we had a shocker of uh, Six Nations, but that doesn't change the fact that we're a quality side. And, you know, we're here, we, we, we still aim to be number one, the number one team in the world and we were aim to win the World Cup and you know, bring on New Zealand in the autumn to hopefully set a bit of a benchmark. Mate, I'm, uh, yeah, it, it, it's, there's, a lot, there's a lot going on over it. It's going to be a good few weeks. You've got your holiday to chill out and relax and uh, when you're back, mate, I just want everything rugby. Like, basically quit your job and just everything rugby. Sounds good. Guys, thanks for listening. Uh, as always, Rate us, review us. Uh, we're on iTunes, we're on Acast, we're on Spotify. Uh, you can get in touch with us on Twitter, at England Rugby Pod. We're also on Facebook and, and I think we're on various other things, but we don't tend to update them. But yeah, Facebook and Twitter is the way to go. You can email us, 
englandrugbypod at gmail.com. And there is a website, www.englandrugbypod.com. So check that out. Uh, and yeah, join us in uh, about 10 days when uh, once I'm back from my holidays and we will bring you all the latest. Thanks for listening, guys. Cheers, guys. Thank you.